We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, and the lovely, the mm. illustrious, the mm. wonderful, and the svelte Ian Carmel, Beaverton Zones. Hello, Beaver, Beaverton's uh, <laughs> finest, the pride of the Pacific Northwest, Beaverton, Oregon, top of the food chain where champions are born. We, it's, it's true. We, we, it's, uh, that's what we make now. That's right. We, we, we have to find the next heir. It's a champion machine. We need to find the next we, Beaverton great. Do we need to have like a Beaverton championship belt? I think we should have a Beaverton championship Just belt. Just kind of pass it down from generations? I think we should have America's next top Beavertonian, and we should have like a big talent show. Oh. We see who, <laughs> who comes out of Beaverton. <laughs> uh, Ian and I are live from the Blue Wire Studios at the Wind Casino uh, here in lovely, 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 not lovely, but very hot. Las Vegas for summer league. It's hotter than fuck. It, ooh, it's hot. <laughs> ooh, I almost cussed. I almost cussed. I mean, That's I don't care, but I, the, 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 the the mic does go out there. I feel, so I, I I feel bad. We're in like a we're in like a fish tank studio, and there's children walking by. Yeah, so you, I feel like I should not. I should not cuss. A right large now. amount of people. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Sprague is remote back in Portland. Uh, summer league. We're recording this uh, Sunday afternoon at noon, so the Blazers have not played their second game. Uh, you you do you want to do the the fun stuff first, or do you want to do the ugly stuff? Let's first? go. Fun. Let's start fun. Okay, let's start fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start fun. Uh, but let, let's go this way. Um, what has been your initial takeaway reaction of number three overall pick, Scoot Henderson? I'm in love. Yeah, I'm in love. I mean, it, it's it's um, it, like. I mean, we have to kind of talk about the ugly stuff to talk well, about the fun well, stuff. So, I mean, you go we, it. we got so distracted by like the Damian Lillard trade demand <clears> and how like ugly that's gotten and everything that you kind of forgot that you had Scoot on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, so we got so caught up in it. And then, like, watching that first Summer League game, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. And you start to think about, you start to think about what ideally the next like 10, be. 11, 12 years are going to be like until he forces a trade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the trailblazer the, rite of passage to the Vegas team, like at that point, you know, ten years from now. But yeah, uh, tracks. dude, I'm he's amazing. He's he's so fast, so springy. He's good on defense. He like sticks on people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's kind of a. I mean, like I've loved watching Damian Lillard, but it's like a different experience than like a Damian Lillard point guard experience, you know. And that's yeah, been no, kind of fun. And that's the thing is, like, we'll we'll dive into the Dame stuff. It's it's been it's been an unfortunate that the two. Things the two events can't be separated. I know, right? They're, they're going to be inextricably linked forever. And I've had so many fans come up to me like, "I really want to root for Scoop, but I, I, I feel like I can't." Right? And it's like, I feel like that's kind of dampening some of the reaction. Brandon, like, what, what, what have you? Since you're not, you know, Vegas pilled and down here in the in in the midst of it, what has it been for you? Just kind of watching it from afar. By the way, if you want to get Vegas well, pilled, there's people walking around every <laughs> casino who literally walk up handing out pills. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for highlighting how poor I am because I'm not there. Uh, Ian, thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, as the lone East Side guy on the podcast, I guess I'll have to represent extra hard today. Mm. Uh, the, the story you just shared is kind of weird to me. Like the Dame stuff to me has always been separate of Scoot shading in the future, mm-hmm. right? Like how we feel about Dame wanting out is something we're used to with past stars. Mm. So to hear like fans saying, I'm not sure if I should be happy, I should root. Like, why would you not? We got a dude that we brought from the 70s. We morphed Donovan Mitchell with Don, uh, Damian Lillard's DNA. We have a basketball player now. Like, why would we <laughs> yeah. not be excited for what he was? Like, I, I think, that's a ridiculous take. I think Blazers fans, there's like a big segment of Blazers fans, and I love them, and I'm also kind of one of them, where we have this like very unhealthy parasocial relationship oh, to the, the players on the team. Well, there's the doomers, mm. but all, but there's also the like, like they, I, I would, like I'm like I love these people the way I love my family, yes. and and they probably care about me too. You know what yes. I mean? Like you suspect it on some level. 
you, and so we get like overly attached to people. So I kind of think those people where it's like the way they feel about Scoot is like it's their dad's new wife. Yeah. Like he's really nice. You, and you're like, I want to love her. I want to love her, but I feel like I'm betraying my mother. Like it's that kind of feeling. Like I, it's I, that I, psychological for people. No, I, I, I genuinely think that's the thing is I've run into so many people down here that have had like that some version of that sentiment. Yeah. And it's been such a unique thing. And somebody asked me, the DM or something like that, about a week ago, have you allowed yourself to, like, dive into, like, really studying the kids? Yeah. And I haven't. Yeah. I just haven't. And that's because I'm focused on the resolution of everything else. Right. We've been stuck between two eras. And now that, like, ending is taking, like, a little bit longer than we wanted. You know, it's it's. You, you you want one of those clean breaks. You want the Daron Williams, like, you know what I mean? Just all, be done with it. Gone and then the way like the uh the the Colts left Baltimore. You know what I mean? You want that kind of thing where you wake you up in the to morning. Rip the guts out of a city. You are like Dan's gone? Like that's what you want. Like you want to find out when you wake up in the morning and not this like long, strung out, like ugly Hollywood divorce style. The sixteen trips to the lawyer fighting over the airline exactly. miles. Exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and that's like what it's turning into. And it is distracting us yeah. from like this amazing team we still have. I forgot the other day I was talking. I think I was doing another podcast, which was worse and uh, way worse than this one. No, definitely not. It was way worse than this one. And, but I forgot <laughs> Ant was on the team because I was so hung up on the damn situation. And, and then and I started reminding. Yeah. I started reminding myself like who we still <clears throat> have, and I'm like, oh, I still really love this team. Like it's gonna suck to lose Dame, but this is still, like a really fun team to root for. The dude's name is Scoot. Well, I- <laughs> his name is scoot yeah his name is scoot it's like that's a nickname that you could have had in the 1970s you know what i mean yes. we have a 1970s style nba street point guard they need to bring back nba street just so they can put scoot on the cover of that game and still to this day i don't think anybody knows his first name sterling i'll see i see you actually know yeah. look at you doing yeah, the yeah, research yeah. sterling also a great well, but name Danny, also I, a great I think name. i think I think Danny and Ian, you guys are kind of hitting on something though. Like you said, Vegas pilled. I I kind of think that's what it is because I've had almost the exact opposite reaction mm-hmm. since that game. Like I missed that game live. I caught on the DVR, and I had two group chats going, and all people were talking about was what's he going to average? How good are they going to be year one? What's this going to look like once Shade and him kind of get out there for twenty twenty five games? Yeah, and it's not that they don't care about Dame being traded. It's still a massive storyline. But I think that summer league game, and I know we don't get him. Uh, today against the Spurs, but I almost think like him and Shaden playing was such a welcome distraction for so many Blazers fans in the midst of this yeah. rumor mill, garbage, trash NBA offseason stuff that it's just like it was a reprieve for a lot of people up here. So maybe it's a Vegas thing. Maybe there's more people like you guys up here than I think, but all my group chats were talking about was scoot this, scoot that. And I think it was a nice kind of release away from, from the Dame team saga that's going on. We'll come back to, to some more of the Scoot stuff, but you, you brought up the other side of this, Scoot and Shaden. That's yeah. the, the the future of the franchise. And uh, as things sit right now, Shaden's going to play today against Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, and he's going to go get one. I have a reeling suspicion that'll be that that'll be it for the he, for his summer league. Yeah, experience. I, I think he's done. Uh, it was it was fun to watch him get out there, and you know we had less than six minutes of him last year. Yeah, five minutes and thirty six seconds before he separated his shoulder. Right, and it was like, are you kidding? Yeah. And that was a different level of fear. And we did get that with Scoot a little bit here in game one. I, I will say this. I have not t- talked to the team doctors or anything like just this is me being uh, the bad doctor. This is you being a medical professional. Yes. And you're a medical professional. In my, in, in my <laughs> professional and professional opinion, if this was a regular season game, yeah. he would go. That's what it seems like. They got to be extra. Mm. I mean, they're going to be extra careful. What do you really gain by it? Look, you know what I mean? I bet you the league would have loved to have Scoot versus Wemby. Oh, yeah. And it's probably like right on the edge of like, uh, we probably just let's let's play this smartly. Adam Silver's in the locker room giving him a shoulder rub right now. Just yeah. being like, you sure you don't feel like yeah, getting that? Just like, we would love, <laughs> ESPN would love to have this. We can go down that lane. Um, but Shaden went out there, kind of slow played the, the, the initial part of the game. Scoot took center stage. Uh, Chauncey Bell said uh, after the game, you know, he, he thought Scoot kind of took it by the reins. But Shaden did something that I have not seen him do. And it's not dunk on somebody. We've seen him dunk on people yeah. a thousand times and do things that blow your mind. I saw a kid who showed almost no emotion last year lose his bleeping mind. Yeah. Over and uh, so I'm sitting baseline with, uh, on the second half. They're coming that direction. And every single time he went to the rim, drew a foul, dunked on somebody, finished over somebody, chased down block. He's flexing. He's barking. He's just animated. Yeah. And Brandon will love this because this plays into his baby Kobe mm-hmm. 
uh, mindset, his mantra. I, I'll be bluntly honest. I didn't think he had this in him. Yeah. And so seeing that materialize after a year, like you've got to get excited about that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He's got that dog in him, right? That's what, <laughs> which I think everybody kind of questioned because he's a quiet kid. I mean, it's gotta be, he's a quiet, he is a quiet kid. Yeah. yeah last season. I mean, even like post game interviews, stuff like that, they were like one word, two word answers, very staid, very like, you know, I'll, I'll say it objectively. Shaden yeah. is terrible at media. Bad, he was bad, but it's he's getting better. He's already better at media. He just didn't have practice. Brandon, like when you, when you watch that game back, uh, you said you didn't watch it live, which I think sometimes helps to just kind of, yeah, not yeah, yeah. be in the moment. From so, it, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, when Shay, I mean, watching in the moment when Shaden hit that dunk, I like almost burnt my shirt because I put my iron down. I was ironing <laughs> watching the game. He hit that dunk, and I just had to walk around the hotel room because I had to. I just like there was so much energy in my body after watching him like get, like catch a body like that. Media, to be to be entirely yeah. fair, the media discourse kind of went out the window. Yeah, like, everybody kind of just chirped. Like, yeah, yeah. The loud loud yelps <laughs> the, from all of the media. Like, Ooh. The kind of dunk that makes people forget their professionalism. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. where are we going with this? Yeah. When, when you when you're watching watching that brand and when Zach Lowe was up Harlem shaking and yes, stuff like exactly. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you watch this back li- or not live Brandon Lane, and you kind of see this stuff happen with the benefit of hindsight off, you're checking Twitter or anything during the game, but you're watching Shea kind of work his way into the game and look so much more comfortable than we saw him going into mm-hmm. last season. Like, what do you kind of take away from that? Uh, we got two dogs. I, I don't need to see much more than what I saw from Scoot to know he is a dog. Mm-hmm. And then for Shaden to kind of show the emotion of that was awesome. I didn't choose to not watch this live. I was actually really bummed. I just happened to schedule a vasectomy appointment right at like five o'clock. There you go. So I'm catching this. I'm home on the couch and I've got peas on my nuts as this dude's going <laughs> up and dunking on somebody. I had to do everything I could to not get up, not go crazy because Danny it wasn't just that he showed emotion. He dunked on somebody. We've seen his highlights. Yeah. It's, I thought in the first half, he caught a pass long on the wing, took a side dribble, step back three, yeah. nothing but net. And the second half, he dunks on somebody. Like He just showed progressions to me of, of something I want to see in a second-year guy who's going to be paired with an all-world athletic kind of tough-minded point guard. And so for me, it was kind of the whole package of the game. It was not lacking in confidence. It was shooting the three ball over settling for a mid range. And it was taking it to the rim to finish on somebody and let them know about it. So it was kind of the all exclusive thing of what he gave us in that game. I think that gets me and a lot of people excited because that's the future. The future is clearly Scoot and Shaden. And it's going to be what steps is Shaden going to take? It's not just about can Scoot be rookie of the year. It's going to be can, can Shaden show some stuff to take this and how we feel today, make us feel even stronger about it going into the midway point and by the end of this coming season. So I wanted to see a lot of growth from him. And I thought he showed some things uh, in the growth department, both with his skill set and just kind of having that mentality that you want to see a guy like him have. So I'm going to delay the inevitable here. And instead of going down the path that nobody really wants to go down, because I, I listen, I, I don't know about you. Yeah. We, we were out talking after the show last night. I don't know if you saw literally every single person that came up to me and said, so what's going to happen with him? Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> That has, been, that has been the entirety of my experience in Las I Vegas. Was, I was one of those people. Even I was like, so why? I heard the, tra- I heard the trade is in. What's going on? Like, I, I, I'm, Ian's I'm cutting the line of people to talk to Danny. Yeah. Like, hey, what is going to happen with Danny? And it's like, I, I want to enjoy the other stuff too. And, and this seems so small and so trite, but one of my favorite things about Summer League so far has been Ibu Baji. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he was like this secret around the Blazers, like you, this enormous seven foot one seven foot six wingspan, incredibly long, graceful, athletic dude. You're like, huh, I wonder what they have there. Yeah. And he's this wonderful human being. He's so nice. He's so kind. And he just kind of bummed me. They're just kind of trying to work him through, get him ready to be a pro. Yeah. It was one of the things I was most excited to see him do. And they get out there early in the game and probably halfway through the first quarter, Amen Thompson kind of gets free and drives baseline. And Jabari Walker's on the backside of the play, and I hear him yell, go get that shit, Baji. And Baji goes up and pins Amen yeah. Thompson's shot on the backboard. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I've seen what I've needed to see. When you, when you see like young – for me, one of my favorite things about the NBA is young guys. Yeah, watching absolutely. them develop, figuring stuff out. When you see a guy like that, not even just that moment, when you see like a young guy get those opportunities, is, is that like a, a, a something? Is there something about that part of the game that you're just like, 
That's cool. I mean, that's ama- uh, the, the part of it is like watching that person live their dream out, right? like in real time, which is amazing. Like, oh, this guy on, you know, one of the bigger stages he's been on so far in his career, even if it is just summer league, just like blocked, you know, the w- w- number four, overall the pick. number four overall pick shot, like going to the rim, the guy mm-hmm. who like people are there to see. And he gets to say, no, I'm here too. Yeah. And that's amazing. But then also just as a fan, like watching the young players, it's one of like the two, I mean, there's many different joys, but like there's mm-hmm. two ways you can like kind of like enjoy watching basketball, right? One is watching your team be dominant. And then the other is to watch a bunch of young players be good and make these steps. And then you get to have the potential. You get to like lay in bed at night. The, the, the hopium like, is, as the, the kids hopium, like to say. The hopium, like what is this going to be? Mm-hmm. What are they going to be? What if Ibu Baji ends up being like, the exact center we needed, you know what I mean? Like, what if like, his seven six wingspan means he can block shots and he can like we have somebody to throw at Wemby over the next ten years? And you start like getting your thoughts like get, get away from. Can we like, start the Wemby stopper now? Yeah, yeah. Is is Wemby just going to be like a part of Ibu Baji's Wikipedia page? You know what I mean? Like, is that is that his destiny? You start to like get excited about, it. and now we're there. That's what's so nice. I mean, now see, now we've gone full circle. Now we've gone away from Doomer Blazers to right. this is like this is the. This is Blazers fandom boiled we down to Yes, yeah. we got the next Giannis. He's in house. He's in house, and I hear he loves oat milk lattes. So he's going to stay in Portland. Yeah, this guy, go. it's going to be great for him. Brandon, you and I have talked about about Baji uh, for the last six yeah. months, and you know, I kind of said they summer league. That's when they're going to roll him out there. Uh, when you, when you get to see him out there, what's your kind of initial reaction takeaway from him? Big body, impressive. I I want to see what he does against Wimby so bad. And I know recording this, and some people hear it after the Wimby game, so we'll see. I, I want to hit on something Ian kind of brought up there. And it it sounds kind of, I don't know if you'd say it sounds dark or just kind of depressing in one in some ways. But what Ian's talking about, I think, is an important part of where the Blazers are at right now. Mm-hmm. Right? It's sad that they're going to lose Dane, right? That that's inevitable. He wants to go elsewhere and try to win. But in a way, I think watching that first summer league game for me, Danny, and I don't, I don't know, Ian, if you felt this way at all, but like you're kind of reminded and you get a, a bit of a deep breath of, I don't have to worry about title expectations. I don't yeah. have to worry about, oh, man, you got to get past round one or it's a failure. Oh, man, all you do is get to round two and it's a failure. And I know the NBA Cup just got released and the Blazers probably won't win anything like that this year. But it's a reminder watching that summer league game of now they're kind of at this point where we just get to watch ball and we yeah. just get to watch guys develop and build chemistry and camaraderie and make this new wave of culture. And I don't know where that's going to take us. But there was something about watching that game just like, eh, are we going to beat the Lakers this year? Probably not. But I get to watch a lot of these young players have these opportunities and develop. And how many of those guys can they take with them as they go on the journey now? And so it's like it's sad to lose Dame. But in a way, it's kind of like I don't have to be miserable during the NBA regular season anymore because I, don't, I know this team might not be great. But I'm more concerned of how do they develop and what kind of things do they show us moving yeah. yeah, no, I, I think it's a great way to look at it. And as, as much as I want to delay the inevitable, I think it's kind of where we got to go yeah. is where does this go? How does this go down? Like I said, I, I, everyone and their mom that I've run into down here is like, what's going to happen? What's yeah. going to happen? Well, just just to go back to Scoop for one second, no, no, before we go yeah. to the, just yeah. for one second, like, mm-hmm. we, like we, you know, it's it's a reminder that we like basketball. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and we that don't is, have to deal with the dumb stuff. And that is what's so refreshing. Yeah. Like watching that summer league game, I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing I like. This is the thing that we actually care about. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I actually care about. And you get so wrapped up, especially on like Twitter, social media, if mm-hmm. it, you know, heat fans coming at you, you get like all of a sudden it becomes territorial and tribal. And all of a sudden every Twitter exchange is about like your relationship with your father. And then also, you know what I mean? Like or the fact that you want Florida to fall into the ocean. Yeah, you want Florida to fall into the yeah. ocean. You know what I mean? You want an alligator <laughs> on bath salts to yeah. chop it off at the panhandle so it can <laughs> like float away into the Atlantic Ocean. But like it's it's oh yeah. We enjoy watching basketball. Yeah. That's why I'm here. And let's see, and then to transition into Dame, like I've been seeing all these people saying, and maybe it's true, that like we should have traded them. Last year, we should have traded him two years ago. We should have mm-hmm. traded him three years ago. You know, da, 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 whatever people say. Like, he's requested a trade. Yeah. And they're going to make that happen. But we still got to watch him. Yes. Those three years. Like, I mean, yeah, there are assets that we don't have on our team that maybe we could have gotten last year, the year before, or three years ago. But for somebody, you know, not to be dark or anything, or like overly like serious about basketball, somebody died last year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they got to watch Damian Lillard on their favorite basketball team for two more seasons. They yeah. got to see him go for 50. They got to see him go for 60. You know, 
Let's go for 71. They got to see him go for 72 points. They got to see that happen. They got to watch that happen Mm -hmm. on their team. And I think sometimes in this offseason stuff, you lose track of it. We really lose track of that. And like, it's good to remember that. And then watching that summer league game was like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, we're here for the basketball. That's the one that I keep bringing up to people. Yeah. Like, oh, they should have done this. I'm like, I walked in the locker room after he did that, after he had that game. And the first thing he said to me was, you're not going to believe this. They drug tested me again. <laughs> the second thing he said to me is, I should have gone for, I should have gone for 90. Yeah. And I'm it's, like, <laughs> you probably I, could have, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't trade that moment for anything. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you this, not as, as a media guy and not as like a fan guy, just like that is a personal experience yes. for me that I've told Dame personally. Yeah. I'm going to tell my kids I was here for this game. Yes. I was like, that's my guy. Like that, I covered this game. I was talking to you before, during, and after. And your insane ass told me yeah. that you should have had ninety. I should have gone for ninety when points. you had seventy-one. You'll remember that forever. And that <laughs> happened because we didn't trade them away for whatever like Utah's package would have been two years ago. Even if they would have even done that, which they probably even you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's, I don't know. It's it's. I think we lose sight of that. My nephew is like eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. And he got to go see Dame a few. He's a huge Trailblazer fan. He got to go see Dame. A couple times, and he'll remember it because he was here, and that's because important he, too. Because he was old enough to because actually he was old remember enough. it, right? Exactly. So that's important too, and that's what gets lost that. in all of this. And that, like, let, let's kind of walk through it a little bit as, as far as like where things stand. Yeah. Because this this is the same thing that I keep set, telling everyone else. I don't think this thing is happening anytime soon. Yeah. And as as ugly as things have gotten, I think they may escalate. But the thing that I keep trying to remind everybody is, and this isn't to throw Aaron Goodwin under a bus, right? but it is his job to, he gets the 3% yeah. to advocate for his client. I mean, you've, I mean, you work in show business, you've got an agent. He's not, doesn't care about anybody else. Yeah, He's yeah. advocating for you to get the best possible thing for you. Exactly. Yeah. Not the Blazers, not the organization, no. not his teammates, nobody else. So, and he's a small shop. So he's like, especially like, so got to make sure things go right. So, for so the thing is like, Mm-hmm. If he scorches the earth, he scorches the earth. He doesn't. That's that's what he has to do. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily reflect that Dame feels that the organization is dead to him or that he hates everybody in the front office or yeah. that he hates everybody in Portland or that he's done with this city. If if you came to me right now and said, there was a Vegas line on Damian Lillard returning to Portland, Oregon, either for the last year of his career yeah. or post-career, I would stake every penny I have. On it. Uh, me too. Absolutely. I think that's true. And I think he all, I, I, I would feel betrayed by the front office, not by the city mm-hmm. and not, and maybe like a little bit by the fans, just because I think he's somebody who does maybe pay too much attention for his well, own good to social media. Years talk, uh, having it. Think about this for, yeah. for a split second. Damian Lillard is in, in their fan in, you know, the NBA city fandom. Giannis and him have had, 90 plus percent approval ratings from their teams from the jump. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe 99. I mean, who, like, like who, yeah, until 99, 99, I'm playing it safe. I'm yeah. like saying 90%. Yeah. yeah. So if the 10 he, is Lakers fans who live in Portland. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. what, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, and if you just take 5% of that away, 10% of that way, oh, yeah. it has to just sound so loud in the sense of like, are they turning on me? Yeah. And that's not re- like, the staggering majority of Blazers fans are still on still pro Dame and will ride and die for him forever. But yeah. it has been interesting to see some people be loud about like, yeah, what but they but, think but, but of are they, in, in this instance. Yeah. But are they, are they people that really need to be highlighted about being loud? You know what I mean? Like I mean, if, we can, if that, that's Carmel a different argument, but it's just, I think touring it's America and he's like, I, I love Dame forever and he's yeah. the goat blazer or whatever. Like, that to me is louder than Joe Blow in the basement out in Trapdale, pissed that Dame isn't being loyal enough. Trapdale is catching strings. Well, I mean, come on, you got to. But I, I, I just, I heard this the other day, and I thought it was a good point. It's like a Twitter headline is not actually concrete evidence of what's going on. Like I'm sure there's no. differences here, but like it's never. We make this so much more personable personal on social media than I think the stuff is really behind the scenes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it's purposeful by everybody Joe involved. And and, yeah. Because it becomes more yeah, visceral. But I, I think, I think leaking a headline is not the same of the current standing of relationship. I would 100% like, we just, 
James Harden just demanded a trade, and then he was partying with Joel Embiid at a party. Like that's you but know, he's that's also, a he's also very different. They're very different. Like guys. he is very different, yeah. but Embiid doesn't care either. So I just I don't think this stuff is as personal as we're making it seem on Twitter. And I think that's kind of the disconnect I have trouble with. Is I see a headline, it's yeah. like, oh, Dame hates the organization. It's like he's steering himself where he wants to go play. I don't know how much hate there really is behind. Everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. That's the same. And everyone These are is, never clean. And everyone's right to be doing what they're doing. Aaron Goodwin's right to be like, you know, like trying scorching to the earth scorching and doing, the like, earth. Doing every, moving every mountain, every valley yeah. to get his client where he wants him to go. And Cronin is right to sit there and say, the, no. he, the heat are on the clock. I'm not on the clock. Yeah. I've got a player for of, on a four-year contract, mm-hmm. and they have to make a decision about Kyle Lowry. They have like aging superstars. They lost two of their key players from yep. the from last season. Who walked away? Who walked away? The Heat are on the clock. Yeah. So why am I? Why am I going to capitulate? You know what I mean? To win some like PR war that is you know going to like ebb and flow anyway. As like the <laughs> here's my, thing. my point on, on either side of this. I've heard people say, "Well, Joe Cronin, uh, you know, he's 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 done poorly by Dame. He didn't. He lied. He did all this. So he should send him to Miami for that deal." Yeah. If you believe that Joe Cronin failed Damian Lillard, and that he was sabotaging this all along. Why would he change his mind now? Right. Like, why is it like when it actually matters, would he be like, you know what? You know what? You know, I, I expended all that capital already. You know what I should do? I should just definitely, I should mail it in now yeah. and take an offer that nobody in the league believes is remotely close enough. He also doesn't work for Damian Lillard. I no. don't think Damian Lillard is cutting his checks. You know what I mean? I love Dame. I'm the I'm I am the person who thinks he's the goat blazer. Yes. I will be at his first game in Portland standing up and applauding. Mm-hmm. If I can be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I will mm-hmm. for the rest of my life love that man. And I'll root for him wherever he goes. 100%. 80 games a year. You know yes. what I mean? Like like 80 games a year I'll root for him. But, you know, I'm a Blazer fan. So it's, it's it's entirely fair. And Joe Cronin works for the Portland Trailblazers. Like, so what, what is he supposed so to do? What is he supposed to do, what is he is, supposed to do yes. in this situation? And that's kind of where we find ourselves now. So yeah. I, I keep – it's been very fun. I've done a lot of shows in Miami, and they're yeah. all like, oh, it's a done deal, and it's this. And I, I, I remain steadfast in this. Damian Lillard is not going to Miami unless there's a three, four, five, six, seven team deal. Yeah. And in discussions mm-hmm. with folks down here – that deal is not there. Yeah. What Miami has put on the table is not enough. What they're able to move other pieces for to get redirected to Portland is not enough. And the the stuff that I've heard, it's not. Yeah. It's just not. So one of two things needs to happen. Either the Heat need to get significantly more creative mm-hmm. or Damian Miller needs to add two more teams to that list. Yeah. And those two guys – just need to make that happen. And, and Michael Holton is now sitting out here. <laughs> take, take, yeah. Taking a quick bow. Shouts to the goat, Michael Holton, at the window. <laughs> Holton on hoops. We get, yeah, get him in here. Get his take on that. We should have dragged him in here. He looked like he was on his way yeah, to lunch. he did look his way yeah. to lunch. <laughs> he you don't want to do that. He had the quick walk. <laughs> the buffet is literally right next to us, and it is banging. Yeah. Um, but you look at this entire situation, and it's it's – I'll be bluntly honest. It's very weird for me. Yeah. Because we don't do this often in Portland. This is no. like, now every star has literally ended this way. Yeah. But we do it once every generation. And it always feels weird. But this is the first one we've had in the social media era. Yeah. Like LaMarcus did in 2015, but it, it didn't have this because it was that clean cut. And he he's literally a free just walked, agent. He's he a just free walked agent. away. Right. And the, the thing I will say, take to my grave. LaMarcus earned the right to leave. Yeah. You spent nine years here. You, you, when you spend nine years in the league and you become an unrestricted free agent, you have earned your right to do whatever you want to do. If you just sign the qualifying offer, you know what I mean? Or if you did, like you earn the right to leave. It's, yes. it's just a contract no. thing. It's every, it's literally every profession mm-hmm. that has contracts. Yes. Is like that. That's you know how that I mean? goes. <laughs> but the Dame stuff with the hyper volatility of social media and where everything kind of sits right now, it is personally hard to navigate. Yeah. Because I have relationships on both sides. Yeah. And I don't look at Dame like he's, oh, just a guy that I cover. It's a guy that I talk to. Right. Like it's, you know, just, it's there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very weird to be front and center for it. Because I, I, I have both things. Like, I've, I'll be blunt. I've told him this. Yeah. It is really weird for me to do this. Because I want you to go where you want to go. I want you to be successful. But I'm here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't want to, 
I, I don't, this is going to sound terrible. I don't want to cover Tyler Hero. I know what you <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to be a jerk. I don't, like, Wait for that clip to get played around like uh, January. No nope. kidding. Like, like, You're going to show him that when he's a blazer. Tyler Hero just comes on. Yeah. I got nothing against the kid, but like. He's going to go for 40 points on 60 shots. He's going to be in the locker room. You're going to walk in. He's going to say, I should have gone for 90. Yeah. And then play that clip. <laughs> but the thing is like, again, nothing against the kid, but I've got one of the 75 best players of all time. And you just, you can't talk me into that being the replacement. No, nah, dude. And no. even if you like, well, he'll get redirected to a third team. I have yet to hear anybody come up with anything that is remotely viable in the sense of like, okay, now we're talking. People are like, and again, this is Twitter, but this is also like some journalists are like trying to get people excited about, you know, Jaime Jaquez <laughs> and Nikola Jovic and everything. And I'm sure they're lovely people. And they're wonderful at basketball compared to the general population. Players. Right. We don't need rotation level players. No. We don't need a 20. We could have drafted either one of those guys. We had the picks. Yes. We don't what like that's not part of the it's it makes me feel insane. I feel like I'm being gaslit by the internet yes. by anyone who's like who who wants them to go like directly to Miami mm-hmm. no matter what. Like I feel like I'm being like lied to by everybody all the time. Like people are like Tyler here the Heat were better when Tyler Hero got hurt in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what? You're like this guy who was, you know, a rookie of the year, blah, 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 isn't good enough for you? It's like, dude, he wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> what is going on here? Let's at least have a good faith conversation with each other. You right, know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brandon. So, Danny, let me, can, yeah, I, I, can I ask you real quick yeah, about go. that? Because I think it's interesting. Um, one, I still want Hami Hawkins as a blazer if it does, pers- you know, that's some, that, that something like performance really got you going, didn't it? He oh, was good. 22 points in 22 minutes. You oh, loved it was him. amazing. He also looks like somebody uh, who'd be wearing like a like very thin headband at Colonel Summers Park, like practicing tightrope walking. You know oh, what God, I mean? Yes. Like that absolutely. kind of thing. Like he would fit right yeah. in yeah. Portland. The mustache. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the, that's what um, does it for him. Sitting on the stairs in front of a store that sells like psilocybin playing acoustic guitar. Like he could fit right into Portland he 100%, as a city. I've seen a guy that looks exactly like him buy a single cigarette. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I know one of the guys that you feel kind of gaslit by, you know, covers the team a little bit and is like, hey, just take the Miami offer and it is what it is. But I'm interested in your in your thoughts. He covers the team. Fincher's saying that it's going to take four firsts and a player. Like, that's the thing kind of floating around today. And so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts because I know we hadn't talked um, since you got to Vegas and just kind of like what people are saying about that. No, that's what's, that's what's, uh, that is what it's going to take. Yeah. And it's it, the, the, first. the thing that I keep telling everybody is it's not just it's not just the number. Everyone's like, well, you, you're going to get like five firsts out of it. There's levels to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody who uh, has worked in the NBA for a long time and has done star trades. Yeah. And he goes, you know, when we were doing the trade, he gave us three places and he told us, look, here's how we, we can be amenable to stuff. And this isn't to say Dame needs to do this, but I, I think this is an interesting way like to see how a front office has actually worked in this situation. Yeah. Give us three teams. and Or he's, he's, the player told the, the front office, I'll give you three teams. Here's what I need. If the offer is equal in value, I get to choose. If the offer is better between two of them, you can take the better offer. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's... That's really interesting. And when it came down to it, the offers were essentially equal. And he picked between the two destinations, and it worked out for both parties because the front office and the other team drafted well. But the capital that they got back was not great. Now, yeah. The player was a little bit older, but it was a win for both sides. They could, they could go sell to their fans, hey, he's X years old. He did this for us. This is what we got in return. They couldn't say it was the best offer on the table, but they say we got – we felt like we got good value. Right. And, and we sent this player to a place he wanted to be. And every, and every that relationship was still maintained yeah. post-time he left. Yeah. I've been told that the Kevin Durant situation was very much the same. Of like yeah. the, the Nets and KD still have an amenable relationship, but they were able to send him to Phoenix, and Brooklyn got back real value. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges is a stud. Oh, yeah. They just re-signed Cam Johnson to a $100 million deal, and they've got a, a bevy of picks that make it sellable. And right now, the package that is out there, there's no there's no pick that I can go, yeah, I'm counting up. And, and Heat fans are like, well, that 20-30 pick, 
the Heat have missed the playoffs four times in 20 years. Yeah, dude. Right, exactly. And when they're bad, they're, they, they've only bottomed out. They had like 15 wins and uh, I want to say it was, was it 09? No. It was pre- Pre-LeBron Heatles, there's one year in there where they had 15 The year wins. when they drafted Michael Beasley the next year? I, I yeah. Well, yeah, so they yeah, it was yeah. like, like, oh. When Wade was hurt or something like I, that? I'm losing track. Yeah, I'm losing yeah. track of years. 06, 07, no, 07. No, Beasley was in the, the year after KD, so 07, 08. Yeah. Um, but, like, that, that's the only time they've been bad. And so, okay, then fine. Give me the, the premier player. Yeah. And nobody can point me in that direction. There's just not that one little... There's not the one little thing. Not there. with what they, not with what they have. The Heat currently have to yeah. offer. Like you can't send Tyler Hero to Brooklyn, who sends two firsts to San Antonio um, for Jeremy Sohan and Keldon Johnson. Right. Like that, yeah. Like that's not that's not enough because that first that you would think would be the valuable thing. That's not good enough for San Antonio to give up so on. It's a bunch of sides. You know what I mean? It's yes. Just, like, there's it, no main course. Yeah, there's no main course. You're at Fogo to Chow, but they're not bringing the meat out. Right. You know what I mean? You're just you, going you, up you, to the salad. You got that button. thing flipped to green, yeah. but <laughs> they're not bringing the skewers. I've had as much salad and those little cheese rolls as I can take, and, and they're, they're delicious. Wrong. You need those. Yes. For a complete meal, you need those. So Bring out the steak. Right got to be one piece of steak one piece of the bacon wrap and i think yeah. i think that's the hard thing though isn't it it's like who is the steak because like of all the rumors we've heard with all this stuff like i just i don't buy the spurs i think why would they want dame on this timeline i don't know if that makes sense utah might be interested but who knows where dame sits with all that stuff i don't think it's a one-for-one one trade I, th- I think you're right like there's gonna be a 314 trade but i think the hard thing and why it's so weird is like who is it who's gonna step up in this thing and say We'll take the hero platter with the Kyle, Kyle Lowry special and the Blazers take back this player or that player. Or it's been Simmons involved at all. The Nets jump in this thing. What's the draft capital? It's just, it's frustrating because right now all we have is this Miami trade that Portland clearly doesn't want to give in on. Yeah. So who's, who's the other teams that are really going to look at this? There's been some Nets noise, but I just, I don't know what it is. I want the stake too. I just, I don't know who the stake is for them. And I think that's the hard thing. Yeah. And also why I kind of like watching Scoot and Shade, and it's like I've kind of accepted the fact from my perspective they're going to lose this trade in, in, in the now. There's, there's no other way around that. If the picks end up being great, cool, but Scoot and Shaden can kind of change everything even with whatever those picks are from whoever they are. I just don't know who the other team's going to be that jumps in and tries to give us some stuff. On that point, I don't think there's a way the Blazers win the trade. No. But I think there's there's a way that they don't lose it. Well, who has ever won a trade in a superstar? Out a superstar? Yeah. I mean, it feels like Phoenix got kind of close. Utah? Yeah, yeah, Utah well, twice. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the, the, the Gobert one is the one where and everybody wants to I say, said, well, I said you, a superstar. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It, it, do you feel, that's true. Slight delineation here. Do you feel like it's unfair that after Women Yama plays one game, they called him Booty Gobert? I think it's funny. It's <laughs> that is a great nickname. That is a great nickname. It's cold, man. I felt so bad for I feel, him. I feel really, yeah, I feel bad for him because of that. I also feel bad that, like, it's not his fault that the, 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 the San Antonio security person, you know, that Britney oh, Spears ran up God. on him. And all of a sudden, he's now incurring the wrath of a hive. It, it went, Anytime you're on the wrong side of a, I've been on the wrong side of a pop star hive oh, before. Oh, no. It was, Which one did you poke? I almost don't even want to say it at the risk that one of them hears what, was this. Was it an insect? It was a. It was. It was not an. It was not an insect. Okay. It was not a beehive. I would okay. not. Mm, I'm that, not even on that stupid. <laughs> it was an inadvertent K-pop situation. Oh, I got myself no. into oh, an inadvertent no. K-pop situation. An international waters. It was an international waters, <laughs> and that is. Yes. Ooh, that's not fun. They just keep coming, and they're like kids, so they have time, so they're making like videos. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They have like creative. Yeah. They were like really mean poems. They do research. Like it's it, it well, it's, it's an unpleasant process. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but back to to the the trade stuff. I just had that squirrel moment for a second because yeah. I was like, God, that was good. But <laughs> like, I felt bad for the kid. <laughs> yeah. it, genuinely, I feel bad for the kid. He's gonna be all right. I, yeah, I yeah. think so. He's been, well. He's got forty million dollars plus guaranteed. Yeah. So, um, but this whole this whole thing as far as like winning and losing trades. I don't think there's a world where Portland wins the trade either in value or in the PR side of things. Yeah. But you can not lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you get the tangible asset. You can go, look, you want to look at a, a, a historical point for Portland, not trading superstars, but like when you can trade for something and screw it up and stumble into it. Yeah. 
the Blazers traded Mason Plumley for a first round pick, and the tax for that was taking Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. Nurk was not like the prize. Right. The first round pick was mm-hmm. the prize. Yeah. Go back mm-hmm. and watch the, the the press conference between Brooke and Neil. First round pick, first round pick, first round pick. And like, oh yeah, by the way, we got Yusuf Nurkic. Right. And then all of a sudden you get Nurk fever. It blows up. Nurk looks like a player. The and beast. you're like, yeah. But the tangible thing was like what he is selling. He became so good that the Blazers curse affected him and he broke his legs. <laughs> and it's just, you know, <laughs> that's wildly unfortunate. Yeah. But the whole idea of like, that was not a trade that they wanted to do. Right. But because you had something you could sell, it was like, oh, okay, I can, I get this. The, to a smaller example, this last trade deadline, they moved Josh Hart out for a first round pick. Right. Like everybody's like, well, they should have kept Josh. Josh is going to get a four year, $80 million deal. Yeah. Like it's, it, the, the, we're recording this, but it may come out by then. Like he's going to, he's, he's opted in on the idea of like, he's making money. So the yeah. Blazers made a move to preemptively say, Hey, we got something out of this, right? We're not going to give him that contract, but we did get something out of this. So we went yeah. and got Chris Burry. Like yeah. with this deal, you need to do that on a global scale, right? You need to go, mm-hmm. Hey, we're not going to take the poo poo platter from Miami. But hey, you want to work a five, six, seven team deal where mm-hmm. this team gets this, this team gets this, this team gets this. They all get what they want along yeah. the way. Fine. It doesn't matter as long as we get what we want, which is value picks and a good young player. Yeah. It, 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 there's, there, there's a sliding scale to this because if the picks are better, the player doesn't have to be as good. Right. If the picks aren't as good, the player's got to be better. Yeah. But there is a dividing line of net return that the organization needs to get. Otherwise, bluntly, Joe Cronin will get Billy King and he will not have a job. Absolutely. That's what I think he's aware of that. I think he knows that this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pivotal moment in his career and self-preservation alone. Self-preservation. So like it's, it's also informative to look at how the Damian Lillard situation happened and realize like, how did we get here in the Mm -hmm. first place? It's by having one transcendent player who we just couldn't put a good enough package around. So now we've got these two really young players who could become players who, you know, maybe don't aren't as good as Damian Lillard. Maybe they are, but like who are like in that stratosphere, in that arena where it's the like potential you can get behind. If you build around these guys, you can win a lot of games, mm-hmm. like those kind of guys. So that being in Portland, the city that can't attract free agents to save our lives, mm-hmm. despite whatever people think that Cronin is doing to our reputation as a free agent <laughs> destination, <Sure>. like. <laughs> This is the only way we can build yeah. is by bringing in drafts. You, you've drafts and you change rates. Those are your two main pipelines for Portland. That's it. That's yeah. it. So it's so important. And like to to nail this, I think Cronin knows that too. And I think that's why, and you alluded to this, I think this is going to go on longer than I think anyone really wants yeah, it. Yeah, I've had people down here like, is it going to happen down here at Summer League? I'm like, yeah. I would be stunned. Do you think there's a chance we go into the season? That is not impossible. Yeah. And yeah, the, that's the that's the thing. Is he going to be Daryl Morey on that? Is yeah. he going to stick to his guns on Ben Simmons, quote unquote, with Damian Lillard and say, "Hey, yeah. he's under contract. Like until I get the deal, I'm not shipping him." Right. And the other part of this is, you know, and I'm not trying to step on other people's reporting. Damian Lillard's not sitting out. He's yeah. he's not built like that. It's and, and that's not a that's not a shot at him. Yeah, he is. It's he is a basketball. Like Kevin Durant was like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe he'd sit out. And it's like, no, he's not. He it, loves say, it. Say what you want about KD. KD is a Hooper, yeah, through and through. Basketball is life. Like that ball is life. That is that is Dame. Dame is not going to put on the fat suit, yeah, and go for wings at Magic <laughs> yeah. City with little baby. Like yeah. that's just that's not right. Now he may go get wings at Magic City with little baby, but it's after he just dropped forty on somebody's head, right? Like that's he just spent two hours with Phil Beckner. Yes, and exactly. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, and that's there. There's levels to this, and I don't say that because I'm I'm calling Dame out or he wouldn't be willing to do this. He's just not built like that. It would be shocking given everything we've seen from him for the last decade. He, he for would him be, to it sit would, out. It would be legitimately shocking. It, yeah, I mean, it you would, can gamble on this. You know that, right? You can. You can gamble on this. It was um, they said, will Damian Lillard sit out if he's not traded by the start? No is a minus three hundred. Yes is like a plus two fifty. So even Vegas is like, yeah, this isn't the kind of guy that the yes should be yeah. like the plus best five thousand. I could see him sitting out if he's in Portland. No, 
You don't think so? No. You think after a trade demand, opening night, if he's, he's still, still on the roster, roster, he's going to be a starting point. God, that would Ooh, be weird. That would be it's so weird. weird. It, it's going to be, it would <laughs> be weird, be so but weird. I, I, I would, I would bet it's a substantial amount of money that he would play. Oh God. That's like when a couple still lives together. Cause mm-hmm. they've got like Separate three months rooms. on their lease after yeah. their breakup. <laughs> yeah. But he's, oh, I, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a pro's pro. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I, I think the other part of this too is the talent you're talking about getting back. Like if you get a Claxton, for example, I don't know why Brooklyn would do that, but if you've got a piece like that, then sure. You have to remember, we already have the, the best two pieces. Scoot and Shaden are, are, and not to disregard Ant, but you yeah. know, kind of when you're looking at the way it's built, it's Scoot and Shaden. So like, even if they get some players back from multiple teams and not one of them pops to you as like, oh, young, great superstar. I think because of the way the front office is built, Schmitz and company kind of eyeing development, eyeing what ceilings of guys are, I think it kind of recalibrates the way we kind of view some of these dudes that might get sent back in that trade. If there's not that one singular player that makes you get super excited about it, if it's a couple guys and then you look at Scoot and Shaden and you say, this is the future, can these guys be instrumental role guys? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't overlook that. Denver just won a title off of having very instrumental role guys. Yeah. Right? Jokic was yeah. awesome. Murray's awesome. But they needed the Aaron Gordon trade. They needed to bring in KCP. Like Having guys around your guys is a big effing deal in this league. It, it, as it pertains to Claxton specifically, like that's the kind of player I think Portland would want. Yeah. But, if again, that sliding scale, I don't think you look at him as like, oh, that's, that's the guy. I think it's a guy that they – like. If Hawkes is here and Jovic is here, I think Claxton is here. Like, there's a gap, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a position of need. I think that, that not only a position of need, I think he's stylistically what they want, which is a pick and roll, rim runner, shot blocker, rebounder. Because this team is going to be fast. Yes. This year. I mean, and they, they, they want to be long, athletic, yeah. run floor, mm-hmm. spread things out. And they want a guy who gets out of the way. Yeah. Like, we don't need to run plays for you. And when yeah. we do put you in the pick and roll, we've got guys that are going to find you and you were going to throw anything down that we put We don't the need rim. the next Nurkic. No. Yeah. They, 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 God bless them. Look, yeah. they just want to open things up and run. They want to put the pedal down and, like, that's what young teams do. Yeah. Let, let's break somebody's neck with pace, yeah. overwhelm you with athleticism, and then the ability to just kind of blow you up in the pick and roll. And it's like, yeah, that's how you go about this. So that, that's the thing. Let, let's let's say it's they they trade Dame and Nurk as part of this whole package, and you're able to move Claxton to Portland. Okay, now the picks can be a little bit less. Yeah, than, yeah. Like they don't have to be Minnesota mm-hmm. unprotected picks. It just that's how this stuff's all going to work. And that's why this is going to take so long. Right. Well, you're going to have to wait for teams. You're going to have to wait for like prospective teams out there to shift into a position where it becomes a good idea for the, them to get Dame. I mean, like if, if it's going to take that, it might even take going into the season where, oh, all of a sudden Utah's better than they thought they were. And like, oh, are we really like Damian Lillard away from like making real noise? Right, exactly. Like, so should we go get mm-hmm. that person? You know what I mean? Or yeah. does it, yeah, whatever that situation is. Like, is Philadelphia willing to try to get Dame and put Maxi in that and then Maxi can go somewhere that then that team's willing to give up more picks? Like, you might have to wait for those blocks to shift into place. Mm-hmm. And again, not to like hit this again, but like Portland, it's fine for them to be in that position and wait on that. It's a little harder for the Heat. Not only that, and this, this this is the Portland side of things. If they reset, they're going young and they're gonna lose games. Yeah. So like this whole mm-hmm. idea of like, well, they need to trade Dame because they're gonna lose games. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's already happening. Yeah, it's that's, it's, that's it's the there. Plan. So like, I the leverage plays I, are I, there I for know. both sides, but it's not. I don't. I don't think it's. As, it depends on what instance you're talking about with who puts their hand on the scale more. Yeah. And Danny, I, I think. Maybe maybe you'd agree with it. It feels like kind of Ian and I, I just, I'm not worried about the wins and losses. They're going to lose games. Yes, we know 100%. that. To me, it's more without rushing to the bad deal. And now you're seeing these things leak out, right? Miami's kind of stuck in this in-between where they can't really do a whole lot in free agency because mm-hmm. their eggs might be all in on the Dame back. They are. Right? That's Desperation where they are. kind of leads to movement. And so maybe we get closer. I, I, I would lean, though, like, I kind of hope he's dealt before the season. Like, I don't, I don't want Scoot to it's have to come all, in it's to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, you know, that's I, not a thing. Yeah, I, I don't want to deal with that. No, I, God, no. I mean, for our, selfishly, for for you and I doing everyday radio, I don't. Right. I don't want that. Yeah. Dame watch going into the season, uh, like, it's not yeah. good for anybody. No. Mm-hmm. No. And there's no <laughs> chance he say we don't. I mean, it's also we don't. There's no chance he stays and it gets worked out. 
Is there any is there any chance that the team is also still looking at like okay, could we bring in other vets and build around this I situation? I don't think that's an active thing that's happening. Yeah, but I also don't think that it is truly impossible for him to come back. Yeah, as insane as that sounds, I'm fully aware of how crazy that sounds. Right, but I don't think that's. It's happened entirely impossible. It's happened in the NBA. It before. literally happened last year with Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously he got he, traded later in the season, but, but might, like, but when ever, when all yeah. sides come together and like, okay, look, man, it's not happening right now. Yeah, we things just need to change, and the, and the change in, the, in that situation was Matt Nishbia taking control of the Suns and, and offering the whole enchilada. Right. So, mm-hmm. does some sort of change happen? Like you said, does a team look like, man, we we really are like if if we add Dame to this team. We, we're we're there. Yeah. Does that happen at the trade deadline? Now, is that a really uncomfortable four months for Portland? Unquestionably. Yeah. But is that an impossible bridge to cross? No. But is it is it good for anybody? No. No. But this is the ugliness of mm-hmm. the business side of this. Yeah. All right. Well, our time here is coming to a close uh, here at the Blue Wire Studios at the Wind Casino. Uh, shout out. Ian Carmel for stopping by. Thank you for having me. You, this you, was wonderful. You've got one more Dude, day tonight, right? Thanks for hopping on, Ian. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I uh, yeah, I got one more show tonight, and then I'll be up in Portland for uh, like between August eighth and the twenty first. I'll just be doing gigs around town. I'll awesome. say what's up. You got anything else going on? Listen to all fantasy everything. Yeah, plug and, away. Uh, buy my buy my book when it comes out next summer. You, you, you've got your wife's stuff you, you, you would have plugged? Buy my wife's books right now. Go. Buy Anatomy, A Love Story, Immortality, A Love Story. Listen to Noble Blood. Listen there to All go. Fantasy Everything, yeah. the podcast where we fantasy draft uh, non-sports stuff. We just did Chips. Ooh, I got Tim's Cascade Jalapeno yeah. in the oh, fourth round. See, listen, oh, that, that's, my, that's, yeah. my, that's my number two, Tim's. I'm, yeah. I'm a salt and vinegar guy. You're a salt and vinegar yeah. guy? It hurts so, my mouth. I, I understand. I understand the, the takes because yeah. like this, the, 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 the thickness of the chip and the salt and vinegar. I got to come it, back on here and we got to do a fan. We have to do like an all time blazer fantasy draft. A hundred percent. We should get one more person on oh. and we should, with, with, and we should see, knock I, I can it do out with your permission instead of stealing your idea. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Then, Unlike then, certain then, other, yeah. but all right. No, 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 I'm not going to get into that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. guys. Uh, that'll do it for us for Brandon Sprague, Danny Morang. You can find us on social media at Danny Morang at Brandon Sprague at Jack Ramsey's email the show. Jack Ramsey's at gmail.com at Ian Carmel. At Ian Carmel. On, across all of the socials. Anywhere you can find me. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. What is it like to be able to have link all of your socials? Because I have somebody squatting on my handles. Do you? Yeah. There's a guy who's been sitting on at Danny Morang on the IG stuff. And like targeting you specifically. I, like if you want it, come, yeah, come yeah, get I've sent him like three messages. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's, it feels elegant and uh, and luxurious to have right? my name God. on everything. See, yeah. It comes with the chest hair. Yeah, it does. Uh, that'll do it for all of us. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Uh, again, this is for uh, consistency purposes. This is Sunday afternoon at 1 mm-hmm. o'clock. So if news has changed in the meantime, uh, as it pertains to other stuff, uh, we're getting ready for the uh, Shaden Sharp Victor Wembanyama game. An emergency pod when Shaden Sharp dunks on Wembanyama so hard that he gets deported back to France. I, I, have, I have to say this <laughs> it's recorded. A Blazers player has promised me that he is going to duck on Wemby today. So if it happens, we'll, it happen. we'll revisit it. Uh, until then, everybody, take care. Ian, thank you. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Mm, bye. bye.